This just in from the Slapbox News Desk. Here is Slapbox correspondent Leslie Rennie. This just in Switzerland, Coney Island. Dolphins die of heroin overdose. Toxicology reports on Shadow and Chalmers have revealed that a heroin overdose was what have killed these dolphins in the zoo in uh, Switzerland. Apparently, they allowed a rave to occur at the zoo in Switzerland, you know, contrary to what the St. Louis Zoo here would uh, allow us to do. Thousands attended this, and these two beautiful dolphins died of what they assume were guests that had given uh, ecstasy to these dolphins to help them enjoy the rave. So uh, we hope that uh, Shadow and Chalmers went out on a high note, seeing some bright colors, doing some flips, enjoying themselves. So we always give a shout-out to the stars at OD. So, uh, you know, R.I.P. Shadow and Chalmers. Also in the San Francisco Supreme Court, a man is suing BMW over a two-year erection. Apparently the two-year erection has not gone over well with this gentleman. The motorcycle seat that BMW uses on their... uh, They're extremely well-built motorcycles, apparently, gentlemen. This is a warning to you. It can cause what is called a priapism. It's a obviously a long-lasting erection in this poor gentleman for two years. His claims of suit are emotional and mental anguish. This two-year erection is allowing this gentleman to not engage in any type of sexual activity. Surprise to me, I figured the two-year erection would allow him to have lots of sex, but... uh, Apparently this poor guy's uh, boner ain't going much further than one. (laughs) So Viagra and Cialis, you ain't got nothing on the BMW uh, motorcycle seat. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. I'm Josh Albrecht. I'm Ben Chamness. How we doing tonight out there, people? R.I.P. Donna, Donna Summers. <laughs> I was waiting for the answer. <laughs> yes, this is podcast number five, I believe. I'm starting to lose count. Yeah. Well, it's well, uh, my age. I don't really know how old I am. We're getting close to the hundreds, so it's going to get harder. to. It does sound a little echoey over there. It does sound weird. Maybe if I just get right up on the mic, I think it's the mic placement. <laughs> we have placed Maybe the mics I, uh, oddly. I think it was the same as last time, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but if I <laughs> if I sit like this closer to it for some reason, uh, I think it's a problem. The other mic's picking me up. I'm not really sure. Hmm. I uh, yeah, you're you're good. Yeah, you can you're be, good. <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make do. <laughs> Got another have, special guest with us tonight, Mr. John Hersey. Hey, what's up? R.I.P. Donna Summers. I was saying earlier. <laughs> I'm, I am pretty sad. Public I, record. I heard it on the radio. Uh, uh, oh, on the radio. Uh, What's tonight's uh, movie again, Josh? What do we got? The Human Centipede 2. The Deuce. The Deuce. It's, uh, well, it's hard to compare it to the first one. The first one is very, well, it's original, for one thing. The second one's pretty much the first one. With the exception of it's happening more in the real world, if where there's a fan. If you're not familiar with The Human Centipede, it's a story about rainbows and unicorns, right? Exactly. It's right up that alley. alley. It's right up that, or, or down that hole, rather. <laughs> As Roger Ebert put it in his review, so eloquently. <laughs> Did he review that movie, really? Holy he got God. it. <laughs> nice. He really got it. He got it. I bet he did. I don't think he did, actually. <laughs> I'd be surprised. 
But really, I think that it's a pretty good, I mean, as far as sequels go, I mean, I was thinking earlier today, what kind of sequel is there that has a totally different movie than the, than the first movie? Every sequel is pretty much just the first movie again. Yep, repeated over and over again. You just go with the same formula. But yet, here I am watching Human Centipede 2. Is that, what is this guy doing? Yeah, it looks kind of like he's jerking off. I thought he was jerking off. Uh, I have forgotten a lot. Oh, I kinda he's got to be jerking off. <laughs> Am I jerking off or killing somebody? <laughs> Even his eyelids, good lord! They really did some heavy makeup on him. They must yeah, have—they must have done some makeup. I'd like to—I'd be interested in seeing what he really looks like without being made to look so grotesque. <laughs> this black and white's not helping. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. It's got to be—they probably gave him a lot of caked-on makeup. There's the whole thing where he's—the fat though—that didn't look like a fat suit. I mean, I could be wrong, and otherwise they—no, uh... no, he was shirtless. But yeah, also was... lighting as well. I mean, well, this, he probably didn't have a great body to begin with. But the way—I <laughs> mean, let's not say that these—you know, you know—it's not like we're, we're talking about Arnold. That's, though, that's not just a weekend at McDonald's, but, right yeah. there. But I'm sure with the way they had it lit—I mean, it was like a dark room too. The way they had it lit, where it's just kind of showing off his man breasts and his giant belly. You know, I'm sure part of that is... He had to different. read a giant book, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, that's even more. He can't more. even read normal-sized books. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that adds to that. <laughs> but that, in my mind, makes it, you know, as compared to another movie that I think really does do this great, Seven, I think this one kind of, like, it's so gratuitous to have him have a giant book. He's got them all lined up here. He's going to make the centipede. Oh, he's on top of it. But the crazy thing is, like, watching the movie... It seems like it takes him forever, like days, at least days, if not, you know, a couple weeks is to that actually get pregnant? around to, uh, yes, oh. there is a pregnant one, but it seems like it takes him forever to make this human centipede, and I don't really recall seeing him ever feed these people <laughs> other than <laughs> after getting them all sewn together, ass to mouth. They've had duct tape over their mouth this whole movie so far. Well, just in the space of time that we've been watching it, he's been wearing the same outfit. Pretty, I mean, I guess he's a security guard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't I mean, look to be a very uh, high, you know, clean person. No, but I don't think not very that, hygienic. You're saying. Yeah. I don't get the impression that a, that a whole lot of passage of time is going on. I think he's. I feel sorry for the guy. Quickly. He's got asthma, and well, so, so do I. So I'm a little sympathetic for the uh, inhaler here. Well, to get Although all these he people, is really I mean, shape. he goes back to work, and then he goes home with, sh- there's either his wife or mother, I'm not sure who this woman is, woman is he lives with. She seems to be cool with just walking into the room with him naked. Yeah, yeah, which is, oh, whether missed, she I'm was missed. his mother or, uh, <laughs> or his wife, that would still seem kind of... Maybe they're both. Yeah. It seems like that kind of guy. But she does hate him, and I think... And part of the movie, spoiler alert, I Uh-oh. enjoy spoiling things, but uh, I believe he murders her in part of it, if I recall. Oh, good. Wow. So, does wow. not show her ass to mouth to anybody. Well, that's, is, that just seems like a waste of time. Yeah, well, she was bitching at him. You know how that goes. <laughs> oh, God. This is no Avengers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and there is uh, no kid... Uh, in a wheelchair with a white blanket over his legs, it looks like a trash can. I don't, I don't believe John heard that story. story. We did put that up. Uh, yeah, we talked about it on the last show podcast. What My brother here mistakenly uh, took a crippled kid for a trash can. Oh. <laughs> well, when I was leaving, it was the end of Avengers, and everybody's sticking around because they wanted to see the shit after the credits. And I was just yes. like, you know what, I'm done. I'm feeling so hot. Let's just go ahead and go. And. Uh, I'm walking away, and I got a soda, an empty soda, and 
what I thought I saw <laughs> was a trash can. Was somebody standing there with the trash bag? You know how they all the time at the end of the movies they got somebody there with the trash. Bag. John's familiar. He has experience yeah. in movie oh, yes, theaters. So. I was, I, well, yes, and I'm very familiar with that. Go ahead, though. Yeah. Turns out I'm getting ready to throw this soda in what I thought was a trash bag. I'm not really paying attention. As I start to almost throw it, then I realize it's a, a handy a cap kid. It's a kid in a wheelchair with a yeah. white blanket over his legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I get that then. <clears throat> He's like, I don't that's happening many times. Again, well, this is all connected. Dark room, lighting, it's all the same. You, know, you get you know, a half view of this, and you think, okay, whatever. You just see edges. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say I worked in a theater for a long time. And actually, theaters have a – the theater I worked in had a habit of handering, uh, hiring handicapped people. Oh, Had yeah. a habit of it. <laughs> well, we had, well, at the Edwardsville show place, they have – often will have a person with a disability tearing the tickets there, if you've ever noticed that. Yes, I have, actually, come to think of it. We had not only that. We, uh, the theater I worked at had, like, two ticket-tearing parts, both manned by disabled people. So we had, like, the double whammy on that. But then we also had, like, a series. And these people were, like, wheelchair. like our, And our disabled people were wheelchair-bound, heavily disabled, the kind that, you know, they can't even be, like, theater three on the left. You know, everything you can say is, like, they're disabled every all, 24-7. They're disabled. 24-7. Yeah. But then we'd have, like, a series of lesser disabled people who were, like, ushers and stuff like that. Who were also like grumpy and irritable, and like they would get in fights with the with the theater, with the other patrons of the theater and stuff all the time. So yes, yeah, so it was hard dealing. With them. And they also so they would uh, they would man that trash can. We used to wheel a trash can up to the front of the theater, like as people would leave to throw trash in, and they would kind of man that, and they would get the trash so all over. Them. Literally got to throw your trash. Yes, oh. at retarded. At retarded. People. People. Yes. yes, we. Said, I almost didn't. I shouldn't have. We called them the retards. Well, I still think that he's talking about that, you know, from the other way around. He's like, that guy, yet again, somebody tried to throw garbage on me. (laughs) Just another guy trying to throw fucking garbage on me. (laughs) Every time I go to the movies. I'm sure that probably does happen to him all the time. Now, did you uh, ever walk in on any sex acts going on at the theater? Uh, no, I almost participated in one once, but... Uh, while working we both, there? Yes, or? while working there, and we were both yeah. like, uh, we were a little too nervous to go through with it. But actually, uh, quite a few movies at the theater go totally unseen, like, no, like uh, more not more often than not, but there are movies that have zero patrons to go see the movie, and it runs with one person, that person leaves ten minutes through, you know, zero people sometimes... And so there are things that go on there occasionally. (laughs) I never walked in. I'm trying to think of any particular time, but I can't think of walking in on anybody. Well, I remember Ben and I went to see Eyes Wide Shut. No, it was such such an ordeal just to get into that movie. And wasn't there uh, some fellatio going on, if I recall correctly? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I know we definitely saw at least one incident. I I think there was more than one going on. You think so? It kind of looked like it. But God, you remember trying to get into that? I mean, no, I. There was a. They had like three cops, three actual cops beyond the movie security already, and they checked your ID and everything else. Oh yeah, that was the beginning of the ID. Oh, it was it was insane. I remember I uh, forgot my ID when we went to see South Park the movie, and they wouldn't let me in. Uh, (laughs) That was actually the first movie for me that we had. Me and my girlfriend at the time and my friends got carded, and we were so surprised to get carded that movie theater. 
But I also think those were in Eyes Wide Shut, I think, is kind of weird because those are in the days before, like, the megaplexes and yeah. stuff. So I'm guessing that would probably only happen to, like, a four or five theater place. We had uh, – we didn't have anything bigger than five theaters. That's probably what it was at the time. 2000 or so. Somewhere around there. Now, in San Antonio, though, where we had a lot of empty shows, I worked at a 16-theater place. And uh, we had other theaters in the town in San Antonio that were 32 theaters and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. In fact, we were right next door to – we were a Regal, and we were right next door to an AMC that was 32 screens. So, uh, 32 yeah. screens. How it's many of those screens of, are playing the same movie? All, you know, all the time, like eight or nine of them. They're running those shows like all the time, you know, like at 10, 10, 15, especially opening night. Like they all runs at night, and then the next morning, like starting at 12, or now 10 for a lot of theaters, like 10, 10, 15, 10, 30, 10, 45, you're just Avengers all day long. And then one, and the funny thing is, just like you know, it's still hard to see movies like The Artist or whatever. Like Passion of Mind with Demi Moore is on one screen, you know, only plays at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's the only time you can see it. Requiem for a Dream, I remember that play. That was at the same time about that. X Men, Spider Man were on like every screen, everywhere you could go. Requiem for a Dream, like the most original movie of that year that came out, one screen played once, at like ten o'clock at night. In the middle of nowhere in downtown. I tried to see that in the theater, and I I never got the chance to. One of my best theater-going experiences, I think. I loved going to see that movie. It was really great on the the big screen. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's a great movie, but people kind of caught it on video and lost a little bit of it. Yeah, that's when I saw it was the video or DVD or... I was just talking with Brad from uh, downstairs in the restaurant about that the other day, and he was talking about Fantasia, and I saw that also on the big screen when that came out. Also, same deal, Fantasia. Made for the big screen, one screen, and all San Antonio, like thousands. Of, I'm, not, I'm not literally thousands of screens available. Fantasia 2000, one on available on one oh, screen. 2000, okay. Yeah. I was like, what? How far back are we going? I think I might have went and saw that on the big screen. I didn't. I didn't see that. Well, that was available in a very weird form of 3D when it came out because it has that. I don't know if you guys saw it. It has that opening thing with the whales that jump out of the water and fly and stuff. Vaguely remember it. But uh, it's in a very weird kind of early form of 3D where it kind of does that matrixy kind of roll around thing. It's not going to have quite the impact on me as Human Centipede 2 here. No, no, no. I think I just saw this guy's penis a second ago. I was just saying, I mentioned that because in this scene he was just beating a woman to death with a crowbar. <laughs> well, yeah, that's either. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, I think that's the woman he's living with. Or was living with. Yeah. He's single now. Ooh. See, he looks a little bit no- more normal right there. I think when they got him with the blood makeup, they kind of have some of the grotesque Because, look, I mean, without the blood, he's just kind of like a regular fat guy. He still looks pretty fucking Yeah, he's like the penguin. I don't know. Definitely. The uh, eyes are what Oh, really my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> They're just the, open gaping What is that face. noise? <laughs> it's like you can almost see his whole eyeball. There's like that much of his eye sticking out. Yeah, he's got the got the bug eyes going on there. Just a wee bit. And you said that they were uh, working on a part three. Um, I'm not. I it's it might be out. I don't uh, have my IMDb up or anything. Oh, but, uh oh, oh. We're gonna need to do some research on that. Quick draw over here. Actually, I've been meaning to get it. I've been meaning to get it out for a little while now. For whatever we're talking about before, he's gonna pull it out. Oh, oh, that's the only way to do it. Human centipede. Hey, you got to pull it out on this show. Pull it out. Human Two. centipede. Human centipede three. Final sequence. Two thousand thirteen. Lawrence R. Harvey as Martin Lomax. Tom Six. That's that big guy we're looking at right now, right? Oh, so he's in it too. Directed he's by out. Tom Six. Written by Tom Six. <laughs> Tom Six. <laughs> Parents Guide. 
<laughs> I clicked on Parents Guide and my phone just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is actually good. All right, so this is a warning to any parents that might be thinking about taking their kid to Human Centipede 3. Violence and gore. Graphic violence and shocking scenes expected. People being sewn mouth to anus. <laughs> and so on. And so on. And so on. The so on is what will get you. Profanity. At this point, you should be used to the mouth to anus. This is kind of this kind of offends me actually because you know it's always people that have never actually seen the movie that are so mad about it. Profanity. Uses of words such as fuck, shit, damn, <laughs> expected. Expected. So they don't, you know. I'm getting my ass sewn to somebody. You know, they you know, don't. Or know. the other way around. Say fuck. They're there... pretty. No, they just say fuck. They should just say like. So hey, there it you is. Know he what? has to I'm shit. Too offended, fuck, shit, damn, expected. That's what I'm just saying. Fuck shit damn expected. If we were watching this with sound, we could expect to hear fuck shit damn. Well, that's if we're watching three. I don't know so much about this one. Well, oh, that's yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, you're right. This I'm one's sorry. probably a yes. cleaner, God damn it. cleaner version. Way cleaner. Yep. So Way cleaner. It's a, it's a my, TV, TV my, type version. My bad. I, yeah, I'm sure this was made for TV. It looks like it could have been. I would have made it for TV. Human centipede. <laughs> Human centipede. Tonight on NBC. After The Voice, it's the human centipede. Where we take the judges from The Voice and make them into a human centipede. Now he's watching some people uh, have the uh, intercourse. There's another fat guy. They are all over this movie. Oh yeah, this is uh, the guy in the back seat is uh, is uh, psychologist, I believe. That guy? No, 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 the guy in the back seat. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, the like, psychologist. Guy? Uh, the guy getting blown? Yeah, he's getting blown, and uh, he's got like this massive like ZZ Top beard. He, I can't. He looks. Good way to really describe that. Yeah, this guy is kind of creeping me out. I can't understand what he's doing. Well, the guy in the back obviously is getting. Blown. Well, that guy, yeah. The guy in the front, the front seat had just uh, fucked the hooker, I believe, okay, and he's got okay. her pussy juice on his fingers. I got, all right, without sound, uh, it's a little. It's hard to. I don't really remember the movie. You know, I watched it. And I think I was doing other okay, stuff I guess watching they, it. Well, I'm I'm psyched about Centipede Three at this point. Oh, this movie can't get any better. I was worried that it might not have any vulgar language, but now that uh, John has clarified, that, uh, I can expect. <laughs> I won't be so shocked like walking into it in at there. a theater nowhere near me. Do you think it'll hit any theaters? Maybe, That's uh, what I mean. It's not I'm sure it will. Germany, yeah, parts certain parts of Germany and pick a stand. They still probably have Human Centipede One in Germany going on right now. It's in the oh, theaters. Yes. It's in their, it's in their propaganda theaters. Well, this is called the full sequence because Martin, the name of the fat guy here, intends not to just create a three-person centipede, but the full sequence of twelve connected people. Oh, oh, so and here he's I got thought the movie goal. wasn't very much different than the first, we, but now I realize, son of a holy bitch, shit, and we almost watch Airplane tonight. That would have been crazy. I fucking know, and I've seen that movie yeah, I don't know a hundred times. There's no Airplane three in the works. All I remember John? is when uh, <laughs> Airplane Three. Um, I remember. Leon's getting I large. Think, <laughs> I vaguely remember the. Prove deuce. me wrong. I like the Deuce actually. I you, thought Airplane I, I love Two Airplane was. Two. It goes in the space, doesn't Sunny it? Sunny yeah, 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 takes yeah. the bomb in space. And you got uh, Captain Kurt. Yes, the Shatner. The Shatner. Yep. How can you go wrong? The first one though has the best with uh, with uh, what's the name of the guy now? I can't think of his name, but the but the guy in air traffic control, he's the cop. 
Robert Stack? No, 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 not that guy. The oh, guy. Uh, Joe, uh, looks like I picked I, the wrong, wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Yeah, yeah. looks like that I quit, guy. To quit doing methamphetamine. Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Lloyd Bridges. Yes. Yeah, he's I think the star of that movie. I love him. He's, yeah, he's, he was he's, the best he's, one. He was also uh, he was in one episode of Three Stooges. Oh, really? <laughs> he was that old. Well, he's, well, he's, that, he, he, he's that dead. <laughs> he well, was in Three uh, Stooges. Well, uh, he was also, I thought, his second best movie was Hot Shots when he was the, when he was the colonel in that. That scene, remember after the guy dies and he's looking out the window and he goes, look at the morale on this base, is terrible. <laughs> Johnson! Johnson! <laughs> hey! Like, that still gets me. <laughs> he's been ignoring me for he also had a really, uh, really good role in Seinfeld right before he died. Oh actually, yeah, too. he was the trainer. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. I don't think I. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> that was when uh, Kramer had to put the blood inside. Oh Jerry's yeah, car. the blood because the air conditioner. Yes. Uh oh. What I remember uh, with the airplane, whenever. Uh, we had the big laser disc, the oh huge fucking laser disc. Huh. Uh, Turn to the side The beginning B. of DVDs. They were like DVDs, but they were... Fuck. It was like a record, like a big yeah. record that you had to flip. Yeah. <laughs> it was a DVD only in the sense that it had chapters. Yeah, you, you could do chapters. chapters. Yeah. You didn't have to rewind the fucking thing, like a VHS, and you could do slow motion, and, and we would rewind, we would like go back, there was that scene where uh, Robert Stack Goes and picks up somebody. I don't know who he goes to pick up. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, yeah. In the car. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Watching it now, it's it seems so stupid. For some reason, when we were kids, we loved the scene where they're sitting in the car and it's just like stock footage. <laughs> they're showing like. Well, there's he's like driving through so many different scenarios. Yeah, like, there's showing, Indians like, behind Indians, him. There's stuff from uh, I don't know the Lone Ranger. All kinds of shit going on in there, and then all of a sudden. He they run over some guy on a bike, <laughs> a bicycle that is, and uh, well the passenger totally sees him too. He ducks and everything. It's like oh yeah, Robert Stack. I guess that's the real funny part is that Robert Stack just like he's it doesn't seem to bother him at all. He's just still <coughs> Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> that's what I remember him as the scariest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me, like, every night before I went to bed, he told me that, like, serial killers and the son of Sam. They're coming for you. They're those, out there. They were out there still. I think he's we probably have yet to uh, catch them. responsible for some unsolved mysteries. He did, when you mentioned well, it, he was pretty scary. Well, well speaking of air, my, fam- my favorite part of him with the airplane is when he takes off the glasses and then he's got the other glasses <laughs> underneath the glasses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, unsolved mysteries was great. He was always uh, just like, and he was like always doing that same kind of thing, like he'd step through the fog or whatever. No matter what, like no matter what set he was in, like he was on like a jail <laughs> set, like Alcatraz, it was full of fog. But he'd walk through and he'd, be, and he'd always just tell you, even the shit where we talk about like lost, remember oh, that would, when we were kids, we'd all gather around and be like, is it going to be aliens? Is it going to be murder? <laughs> Is it going to be a cult? And you know, right before the episode, it, like, it would show the title. And like, it wouldn't tell you what, the, what it was, but it would give you the theme. It would be like, murder. Or it would be like, UFOs, unexplained absence. But then it would come up every once in a while. It was like, lost loves. And me and my brother would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a mega yeah. episode. Yeah, be, and then, well, yeah. And then it would be all like, one day, you know, Larry and Tanya lived together, and they were great lovebirds. But then one day, Tanya left and never came back home. And Ralph was wondering what happened. And now we found her! 
And I was like, this is the... Ralph Gilder! This is the worst. Well, unfortunately, it was never anything good like that. It was always something like, I just had to go, you know... I yeah, didn't want to be with you anymore. anymore. <laughs> but I realized I wanted to come back. Your sister's kids were driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was also the... Uh, he uh, voiced a character on the Beefs and Butthead Do America movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, he was I'm the... talking Roto-Rooter. Don't stop yep. until you feel the back of his teeth. <laughs> and, uh, that was him doing a line... Uh, well, that was me pretending to do Robert Stack when he was referencing uh, doing an... Anal cavity search. <laughs> On uh, the owner of the, uh, what's it called? The owner of the RV, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Was it Mr. Anderson or no? I always think of him as Hank Hill because he's basically got Hank Hill's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. God is it damn Mr. It. Anderson or shit? Is he on the new one? I think it is Mr. Anderson. probably on the new one. I had her. That's, that's going to bug me a Speaking of which, though. On the front page of the Belleville News Democrat today was the headline that those arson fires that were going around, like those seven arson fires. It says it was said uh, suspects captured. Police described them as Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> did it did like, Beavis but, and Butthead like or did yeah. it just? Say? Well, no, no. It said Beavis and, and the two pictures of them were like uh, like two. They looked like Beavis and Butthead. They like took took pictures of the guys. They both nice. looked like fucking young idiots. One of them was like nineteen. One of them was twenty three. So it's perfect. They, and they, lit in some, they lit some fires. The police said they were fire. <laughs> have you seen I, any of the new ones, Josh? I have. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I do like the fact that you can actually go on like MTV's website and watch them on there. Although there are some commercials. What's annoying about those commercials with like what they do with all the websites now? How like on MTV you can watch their shows. They'll play commercials, and it's not too many commercials. But when they do a commercial break, it'll be like the same commercials. <laughs> back to back. That's what irritates me. It doesn't me matter so much. what I'm, it is. It's I'm so fucking... sick of that fucking charter commercial all the time. Where oh, that's it's all, all like, Hulu is. Yeah, yeah watch something on Hulu. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Well, which is funny because like here, here's Hulu, which is subverting the cable company, and all you got to do is watch your shows and then ads for charter all the time or yeah. for cable. So yeah. If I step over this line. Oh yeah, that irritates <sighs> me so much. Yep. I can't Any stand time it. in the can't stand morning. But that's like we were talking about the other day. All those 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 commercials that just become like shows within themselves. The Geico Caveman, that Flow Lady from Progressive, the Can You Hear Me Now guy. Oh, do they still make those? The Verizon? I haven't, well, I haven't seen one in a while. Maybe but. not. But that's the thing. Like every once in a while, like they just kind of throw them in there. Like he's got some kind of contract, and they're like they're like we got another idea. It doesn't involve Can You Hear Me Now at all. Like, there's no reason. Like, our commercial has nothing to do with it. It's, like, about a really thin phone. Can You Hear Me Now has no relevance to this commercial. But, like, at the very end of it, for, like, two seconds, he'll just kind of walk in and be like, can you hear me now? And then he'll just, like, walk right off the screen. And they're like, all right, we got to put my paycheck. I was going to say, it's about the same thing with uh, Jared from Subway now. It's not even oh, that yeah. he's, he's not yeah. even pushing Subway yeah. at this point. Well, exactly. Well, like, that's, like, the thing, the Blake Griffin one. Like, Blake Griffin's like, hey, I'm Subway's new guy. And let me just high-five Jared real quick here. All right. All right. And, <laughs> and then, like, just, like. Just hand me the baton. Give me the torch, whatever. And <laughs> he's so ubiquitous that he's just like, all right, we just know. It's like, it's Jared. Okay. Fair enough. Like, all right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Obligatory Jared cameo and all these Subway commercials. These fuckers in movies and shit now. It's crazy. If anybody, you know, if there's somehow someone out there looking for someone to be a spokesman for their brand 
and pay them to well, do some really cheesy line, I'm down for it. Just saying. Well, that's what is so irritating about the Geico caveman to me is that the a premise is that you can buy insurance and it's so simple that even a caveman can do it. So basically you're discriminating against cavemen. So the premise is you've got cavemen who are upset about Geico's advertising campaign. That's already, like, so deep right there. It's kind of like Human Centipede too. Well, <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's like it's like parroting a, a one. A re- so you've already got to be familiar with the first advertising campaign. But then the commercials for the cavemen go even deeper than that, <laughs> where they're, like, bowling, and then they see the ads, and then they get upset. And then the one where he's got to be the cheerleader, and then he's mad about he's got to wear the cheerleader's outfit for the basketball game. I mean... Holy shit! They've gone down the <laughs> rabbit hole on these chi- on the on these cavemen. They gave them their own show. I didn't see it. Did that? It lasted for like three episodes. Three episodes. Yeah. Uh, like I, did, I wasn't sure if it lasted longer than the pilot. It just makes me so angry, though, because I mean, what the fuck? I mean, can, are people really buying insurance for that, or is there just some ad company that's basically running? Like, here's our next episode of the cavemen. And is anybody does anybody want more cavemen? <laughs> yeah, men. I think uh, that's what I was wondering. Is there is people out like, there? It's like give me a on TV show. Yeah. Like give me a TV show about a group of stacks of hundred dollar bills with eyes on them, <laughs> and then they'll like watch people or whatever. Like give me a show about a lady in heaven who like sells insurance to people. <laughs> like <laughs> insurance and, like, heaven. Yeah. Like that's what happens. Like we were talking about the other day. Like you die, you go to heaven, and that lady from the progressive commercial. That's like what like, those are all dead people. <laughs> And they're like, but here's the like, would you like to buy some shirts? Like, oh yeah. I think what the real secret to it though is it's it's the branding idea that you uh, just get your name ingrained, so ingrained into somebody's head. Now, obviously, if you have such a negative impact from these commercials, it's not going to be a good thought. But just so. Like if you're at the grocery store and fucking Doritos is the only. But name that's that the you thing, like Doritos, like Doritos, I can understand yeah. that. But who in the fuck is all like? I mean, I can people see people going around like they're in the grocery store, like Doritos, Doritos, Tostitos, you know, uh, you know, whatever, Oscar Mayer name brand, yeah. Walmart, whatever. But does anyone be like, uh, wh- what insurance do I go to? Oh yeah, talking water, uh, you know, water, <laughs> well, I was gonna a water say- hundred dollar bills that plays <laughs> Rockwell's. Are you somebody watching me? That's it. <laughs> Give me that insurance, not the insurance that's like. Well, I was going to say if if, it, if you shopped around for it in a store like you did food, you probably would. It, you, there'd be the, <laughs> there'd be that asshole sitting on the shelf. There's the hundred dollar bill. Well, then now that's what they're doing now, like that thing where they're drinking the thing. They're like, here, like what in the fuck? They're drinking like here is regular. Here's Geico that tastes good, and then regular insurance tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed, like. I don't understand. It's so because they pay more. It's all because, legalized bracketeering. Or because you lose more. I know. It's just. I think most, my insurance provider just dropped me. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I'm one an insurance company, and I mean, maybe the Allstate is probably, I guess, the best example. They're like, hey, we're serious, all right? Someone gets like, you know, like someone gets in a serious car wreck, and then Dennis Hausbert walks up and's like, hey, this is some serious shit. I played in major insurance. league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's all like, Jobu, Buddha. Buddha, Jobu. I got my fucking hands out. Well, he's not like, he's like, look, this is real life. There's no teleporting out of this shit. <laughs> Flo's not here to save your yeah, ass. There's no fucking waitress. There's no fucking nurse in a fucking, you know, in a white smock here. There's no, there's no fucking lizard. What uh, insurance it, company is it? They just make the phone call and things just start appearing? That's, uh, wait. <laughs> 
I think you're talking about State Farm. Actually, it actually is offensive to me. I've said that. Oh many yeah, times. yeah. Where they sing <laughs> for the yeah, yeah. Where they're like, where whenever like you're a good a, neighbor, yeah. State Farm is there. And if you're in an yeah, emergency, yeah, all right. you have got to do is say that, and you get warped out of the fucking thing. So as if to imply that with State Farm insurance, you don't have to worry about getting in a car wreck or being killed. They'll warp you out of trouble. They'll warp like, you out yeah. of anything. Yep. So like an my, alien attack. Yep. So my cousin or my little brother who <laughs> died in a car wreck. Yep. If you know. There you go. I mean, you're with the wrong insurance company, apparently. If only my uncle, who died in a horrific car accident where he's thrown from the car and he's decapitated as he was ejected from the front seat, uh, if only he hadn't gone to Allstate. You know, if only he had State Farm, then he got teleported out of there. Serrano's not going to. Chose poorly. He's not going to teleport you out of there? What the fuck? Well, that's why he's like, I'm not going to teleport you out of this shit. Shit. We take this serious. We take this serious. This is insurance, goddamn it. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> it's up to you not to get in a fucking car exit. Yeah. It's like, that's what we have. Whatever the thing is, like, I don't know, but they're serious about shit. Whereas Geico's just like, yeah, insurance, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. You got a motorcycle? We don't care. A boat? Whatever. Or We've the, got a gecko. Or the general who's all like, hey, <laughs> you don't ever pay your bills, right? Oh, a cartoon character. I got a that's bus. The, that's the car insurance for me. Is. Well, that's what's, again, the, the Gecko. Remember the whole series? This was about a year ago. Remember when the Gecko was at some kind of conference with an old man? And, like, the old man had an embarrassing ringtone. Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah. couldn't get the presentation to work. Remember that whole series? We're like, what in the oh, yeah. fuck did they have? I mean, again, this is like the caveman thing. <laughs> like, they're on one set of ideas. At least yeah. the alls. Allstate, at least it involves actual things. I know, exactly. I know. Like, I know. like there's a wreck. Like, I mean, that to me, like, again, you're like, boom, a wreck. All right, here we're talking about insurance. I mean, like, whatever I'm talking, I'm like, if I'm watching Sister, Sister, and all of a sudden, fucking, you know, I'm all of a sudden like, whoa, whoa hold on, we're talking about something important here. Whereas this Gecko, and again, like the whole idea of like Gecko and Geico. And I remember like three or four years ago, that was the premise of the original Geico Gecko was that Geckos and Geicos are somehow being confused. But then they have this commercial where the Gecko is doing a presentation and can't get the soundboard to work right. What the fuck? Who in the hell was – I get yeah. Well, I'll take this okay. question. <laughs> yeah. who, who was doing that? But what were they thinking? That's the worst advertising campaign I've ever heard. I can't imagine that Geico is doing so much better. But you remember it, right? I do remember it. <laughs> but again, I remember it as being, you know, you know, supremely <laughs> awful. Unfortunately, in in this case, it's driven them away from their insurance. <laughs> well, exactly. That's, you know, and that's well, that's my point. Is like the cavemen and all this lizard shit. <laughs> there, well, there was uh, I don't remember what dealership it was, but there was I want to say well, I think it was a, some kind of Suzuki dealership, and they had the commercial. It was like like Suzuki and a Subaru, like, oh, Subaru. Subaru, that's yes. what it was. And they just kept making those noises. Oh. Just that was awful. Well, that was everywhere for a long time. I think that finally Ace Ventura like did that too in one of his movies, didn't he? <laughs> I'm not sure. I wanted to. Just stab my own eye out. Well, the one that still gets me to this day, which which again is the same example, is Zoom Zoom. Like, what the fuck? Even for those commercials. Like, even when it has nothing to do with it, they still, at the very end, they're just like, that's that's the perfect (laughs) example. They have a commercial, and at the very end, it's like, see if we're a qualified buyer. Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do at the very end. They just do that. They're like, Zoom. 
Hit the zoom button. Let's yeah. go. I know. I to, like, hit zoom. <laughs> and then remember for a while, like after the whole zoom, zoom, zoom like this whole song thing, they had like the guy like going on a course and like he was doing all these zigs and zags and then it pulled back and it like said, it said zoom, zoom, zoom <laughs> on the road. <laughs> like can you imagine how much I had to pay? It's <laughs> a lot like, where it burn? Where it burn? Oh yeah, that was the, well my That friend, one creeps me out because it's like, it's like getting inside you. Well, speaking of working in movie theaters, when I so me and my my old buddy Drews, we worked at this theater in San Antonio, and we were the kings of the world. We got free movies everywhere. We traded stuff. We went. We just, like, I'm not <laughs> joking. We movies. were. We were, exactly. We went to the bowling alley. We bowled for like eight nine games, and then we went to the manager after we were done. They were like, "That'll be like a hundred. We like we took everyone from the movie theater with us, and then like after we were done, we were so confident in ourselves that after we were done, we were like, "Hey, we work at the movie theater." They're like, they didn't even care. They're like, which one? We're like, we're like, just a movie theater. <laughs> we're like, a we, movie can, theater we can get well. you free tickets. We didn't have free tickets with us. We didn't have anything with us. We did nothing. We're just like, we work at the movie theater. We can get you into the movies as many tickets as you want. And they're just like, oh, good. We should do some kind of deal. We were like, we just did. We just bowled like eight games <laughs> for 80 people or whatever. <laughs> we want it for free. And she was like, sure. I. This is no joke. I used to walk into the McDonald's in San Antonio and be like, hi, I don't have any money, but I work at the movie theater down the street. If you want, just, like, remember me. I work in the box <laughs> office. Come in, like, come in, and I'll get you in a movie whenever you want. And, like, that, all of the, and people were like, sure, all right, whatever you want. Like, okay, what do you want to eat? Like, that's, they didn't even say, like, sure, yes. They were just like, what do you want? <laughs> like, that happened all the time. So we moved up here, and my roommate Drew got to work for Warenberg, and he was like, and like that was like when he moved up here, he was like, he's like, all right, here's the plan: move up to St. Louis, get a place to live, find a movie theater to work in, <laughs> start going to see free movies. He's like, this is like this is like the summer of like 2004. He's like, X Men Two, Matrix Reloaded, it's all coming. We get, we got, I gotta get it. He's like, find a place to live, furniture, job, insurance, movie theater. So, like, he went to work for Warrenburg, and they had all these weird standards, like, remember making you wear those berets and oh. stuff? <laughs> like, making you wear these weird-ass berets. Like, they were, like, the floppy kind that, like, reggae kids would wear or whatever. They'd hang, like, like the Stay Puft Marshmallow. The standard movie stuff. beret. <laughs> yes. Oh, they were awful. And those weird vests <coughs> and everything. And then remember Warrenburg also made you go and introduce yourself before a movie? And was like, oh. greetings, greetings, fellow movie patrons. The movie is about to start. We'd like to remind you to turn off all your cell phones and please not, you know, talk during the movie <laughs> or whatever. Da, da, da. We will be available and checking on you from time to time. So they'd make you do all kinds of shit like that. So my buddy Drew went to work there and was like, oh, my God, this is not the kind of place where you can just smoke weed and do whatever you want and barter movie tickets for whatever. We used to smoke weed. We were in the wrong movie theater. As, I, as I've told you many times, like, we, we got, like, one time during a rainy day, we were, like, the whole movie theater, the, all the employees, like, at least seven employees <laughs> were all outside smoking weed. And then the, one of the movies let out, and people just walked out of the movie theater, and they just literally walked into our cloud of weed. And we were like, well, just okay, keep on passing this around. And people just were walking out being like, oh, dang, you guys are smoking weed. <laughs> well, I guess they're movie theater people. They do whatever they want. We got robbed at gunpoint. Like I told you before, people with AK-47s came in. AK-47s? And the customers. Like terrorists came in there. Like, I'm not joking. Like, these people, like, they robbed the shit out of this movie theater. And we had, like, the cat 
catwalks above the movie theater, like for the projectionists to get back and forth. And like there are people running with guns up back and forth between the movie theater, like shouting. And the movie theater employees are jumping around, like jumping over the counters, (laughs) acting as if they're in a movie. They're like, get down, get down. And the people, the customers at the movie theater are all like, whatever. They're like thinking it's normal or whatever. Nobody, (laughs) none of the customers. Like, blinks an eye. In fact, like, customers are coming up and like, how come my movie's not playing? Well, everyone's, everyone's tied up upstairs. You may have noticed, like, gunmen running around up in the catwalk. Like, I thought that was just pointing down the guns. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, this Wurmberg up here, like, was like the... Like, Where was this theater with the uh, hostage uh, San Antonio, Regal 16, Fiesta 16. Uh, Regal Fiesta 16 in San Antonio off, off of Vance How Jackson. many... Uh, it's, in, inside, jo- like, inside job, inside job, actually. Inside oh, well, there, there's a great plug yeah. for this movie theater. If you're ever in San Antonio, <laughs> yeah. stop on by. Yeah, well, uh, the funniest part about this actually was this all started with a guy <coughs> whose name was, I believe, Jerome. Uh, one guess as to what color he was. One day, Asian. like, uh, like uh, Asian. one day, <laughs> actually, I was working along him and my roommate, Druce, and I was talking to Druce, and I like to say the N-word to, uh, with the A at the end. I'm like, so one time I said to Druce, I was like, oh, we got to go watch this movie the next day, my nigga. And then I looked over, and Jerome was right there, and I was like, oh, shit. So I walked up to Jerome, and I apologized. I was like, you may have heard me use an inappropriate word. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for that because that was not right, and I don't think of you that way. So was he gunning for you? Whenever? No, he told me to shut the fuck up <laughs> and not ever bring that up again. This was about like a week after I moved to San Antonio. I wasn't used to being around black people. I was in South Dakota. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> But anyway, this guy ended up setting up a rob- robbery. By the way, John is white. Well, I introduced, yeah, okay, well, this guy, okay. Drum, he actually started working at the theater. And uh, I, like, you know, I was like, hey, we smoke weed and go crazy here, do whatever we want. So within a couple of weeks, I guess he had figured, hey, this place is easy enough to rob. <laughs> <laughs> but why so he, the AK? So he, so he informed like some, some, well, he informed some guys it about it. seems excessive. They just happened yeah. to have, hey, we got a couple well, of AKs Well, they had some around. assault rifles. Well, assault rifles is what it was. I assume ak Whether it's an AK-47, if it's an assault AK- rifle, that seems a bit excessive. I wouldn't to imagine. rob a movie oh, yeah. theater. That's yeah. a, well, it is in Texas, though. Uh, a movie theater. Everything's, that, uh, everything's bigger in a Texas. A movie theater so. this time that was entirely staffed by women. Like, like women were the managers, general managers all over, and they were all housewives, a little bit plumper. So all these women were just apparently they weren't staying at the house. I mean, well, they <laughs> well, they, yeah, well, they're all working, eating popcorn at the movie theater, you know. So they all got rounded up. They were easy pickings, and they were and they were and they gotten lazy. We used to have those walkie talkies around. We figured out the walkie-talkies at a distance of quite a, quite a long distance. So our, our, the general manager of the movie theater would sometimes send us on errands. She would like, go to the grocery <laughs> store. And we found out the walkie-talkies worked in the grocery store. when we'd be, we'd, like, She'd send us to go get Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars. <laughs> and one day they didn't have like, the kind she wanted. And me and Drews were like, oh, shit. And we're like, wow. we should radio her on the walkies and see if she says it. And we're like, Miss Jackson, they don't got those Dove ice cream bars. <laughs> And about a couple seconds later, we heard, all right, just get to me the Magnum ones. <laughs> and we were like, oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> I think uh, when, I, when I had uh, gotten my first job, I tried putting my application in a few places. I was 15. 
Maybe it was after Bart's. I, I recall, though, I wanted to work at a video store rental place. I wanted to pull off the Quentin Tarantino. You know, yeah. I've always wanted that as well. <laughs> I wanted to work at the video store and get you know pretty much a film school degree by watching a shit ton of movies. Not that I didn't already watch a shit ton of movies. <laughs> but uh, I was uh, saddened when I didn't get the job at the video store place and I had to just... I tried to get a job at that damn video store place every year, it seemed like. Was it Charlie Browns or which one? Well, either one of them, the Charlie Browns or uh, movie the movie Palace. Those were the two yeah. big ones. There used yeah. to be what, like twenty something ridiculous yeah. movie rental Everybody, places. You couldn't, this, you couldn't turn with in Washington, yeah. Missouri, and it's not especially back then. It wasn't that big. Like you know, it's a decent sized town. It's not. I wouldn't. It's you know, city of Washington. It's not really a city. I lived uh, in an apartment there that used to be a movie store rental place. Yeah. So. There was, was plenty of them. Now there's I none. Don't think any. There. Well, there's uh, in Union, Missouri, which is right next to Washington. There's a uh, movie palace there now, huh. and uh, I think they have a couple of movie rental places. But I'm pretty sure in Washington there's no longer any movie rental. I rarely places. see, unless it's a blockbuster. I rarely see Family Video in Collinsville. Apparently, still around. Yeah, I was gonna say I rarely see anything like that yeah. anymore. And yeah, Family Video is like one of the last of the non-blockbuster yeah. Hollywood video type chains. <laughs> Who the fuck rents movies? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, then you just go to Redbox or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the rental game is dead. And uh, so, John, I understand that you've tried your hand at uh, stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple times. Uh, mixed results. I was actually thinking about that today, uh, actually. Uh, do you want to hear what my opening joke was? Let's well, hold on. The premise of it. I thought this was funny. <laughs> I was actually explaining this to my cousin the other day. The premise was the premise of the whole bit was that I was nervous and stuttering and I was my first time or not my first time necessarily but I was you know a nervous guy you know up there uh, stuttering trying to get through it or whatever and then on top of that I was also incredibly racist <laughs> that seems so, like a bad combination <laughs> well I thought well, that's what I thought it was a fun, very funny and it got you know it got mixed results it got some laughs from some people who I thought kind of got it a little bit but I think a lot of people took it at face value <laughs> and so, which actually you know, did anybody well, wait for so, you after the so, show well no no actually and I did hang out I did hang out but I did also walk uh, you know if, if some people walked during the bit, but also I, like for the next guy that came up after that and was doing a bit, it was almost dead for him. So I killed it for him pretty much, and then <laughs> uh, and so yeah. But uh, my opening line was, uh, oh, well, the well first I was like uh, <laughs> I asked if the, I was I asked if there was any uh, African Americans in the audience, and then when of course they applauded, I was like, oh no. <laughs> 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 and then uh and i said well okay uh of course i was like stuttering i don't want to get into the whole act but i was like stuttering when i was like oh well i just want to say that i respect all cultures and people and i just want to say that during my act at least i'm gonna that nobody is gonna say the n-word at all i don't think white people should ever use the n-word uh except if their car gets stolen by one <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, the I actually feel like the guy that introduced me, the MC, who I've talked about before, and you know, I felt different. He's all right. Anyway, I felt like he, I, and I, I didn't want to ask him too much, but I didn't. He introduced me as like, hey, he's going for his first time. I would have rather have not, because I feel like the audience was expecting a first time thing and not an act that, not to say like, oh, so nuanced or you know, whatever. But I don't think they were expecting something that was like on a, like on a 
different level than just the first time or whatever. So, like I said, I think they took me at face value. Gotcha. <laughs> Where's your dick joke? <laughs> well, so then after that, then I uh, then I had a couple, you know, just regular hack jokes, but uh, but all you know, horribly awful and racist and misogynist. And also, this was I think remember Sugar the Sugarland concert. It was a very tasteless joke about sugar. Oh yeah, the, the, the you, collapsing. Well, yeah. Well, you know how you pick up women at a Sugarland concert is just stretcher. <laughs> or well, or with the bending with the knees. Or, knees, uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be caught dead at a Sugarland concert. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, eight people. <laughs> were. God rest their souls. They're the ones. Well, Sugarland will make a song the out ones. of it. So. So, hey, you know what? You know how many people ever ever caught dead at a Beatles concert? <laughs> yeah. Well, you found eight eight people Look were at caught Sugar dead. Land. Were caught caught red-handed dead at dead. a Sugarland concert. Yeah. By the way, just to let everybody know, uh, he's completed the centipede here. It's been done yeah. for a little while. <laughs> he's very excited. It's about it. quite he's something. These... I've been watching it here as we've been talking, and I guess somebody's shitting. Oh yeah, this is the shitting part. That's why he's so excited. Oh, oh. it's working. It's working. They're shit, shit in the mouth. They got the full sequence. Full sequence. Oh, my Lord. He's very excited about it. Ooh. Oh. The shit the oh, I forgot, too. The shit. They make oh, the shit actually gosh. brown. It's in black and white, but the shit comes out brown. I just noticed that. Reminiscent of in Schindler's List when the girl in the red coat oh, <laughs> yeah. through Oh, completely. Oh, I mean, Lord. this is right up that same alley. This guy's just ripping yeah, Steven up Spielberg the alley off. Is, yeah. yeah. Yep, Spielberg. It's Hitchcockian. Or Hitchcockian. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that was good. Just like Laser Cat Seven. Yep. yep. Oh Oof. man, they're really. It got rough. Too. Yeah, it's getting real rough. I, I just want to know, like, like what? It How? makes it look like their head is really up the other person's ass. ass. Like, I don't think they made like a fake body just for these shots. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, again, like. Uh, for Maybe pretty, they got like dental dam. In there. That's, that's why horror movies are that are you know the are the love child of independent cinema, cinema because you can do stuff that looks like it's so amazing pretty cheap. I mean you know for you know with a little bit of makeup and like a plug over someone's head they can make it look like you just shot someone you know and by pulling that out with a little filament wire and all they can make everything look really real just in camera angles. But with that, with the head in the ass, I mean, uh, but you know, I think sorts of shit. But I mean, well, their I head's got to be pretty much up their ass. It's got to be maybe up the ass. But for one, we're talking about you know standards that are probably like porn. You know, cl- you know, even though they got shit all over there, it's probably pretty clean. I imagine that they got you know actors. Again, these are actors who will probably do about anything. That's what I was kind of. And that close up we're seeing. They is got what, people that enjoy yeah. ass play, basically. And, and the close ups we're seeing are all, you know, I think they also, you know, when they think, when you make, when you look at time, they do that by manipulation of the length of shots, too. So we saw like a five second shot of a girl with, no, with nose and ass surrounded by two second shots. So that five seconds is like, <laughs> oh man, it seems like an eternity that she's got her oh, face. Oh, 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 somebody got, oh, oh, look rough. Somebody got away. Their baby's coming out. Not good. It's the pregnant woman. She's running. He thought she was dead, if I remember correctly. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> These actors will do anything. Check it out. Naked. <laughs> well, again, yes, I'm saying. Yes, you know. This is what we're dealing with. Which, you know, Steve Martin would never allow. Oh, my God. His dick is just hanging out. 
Steve Martin would never allow. <laughs> Where does Steve, Steve Martin come into play here? He's a big actor. You know, <laughs> he's, he's not looking for. Oh, Steve I'm just Martin's saying, great. Steve Martin is just like, man, I need a dramatic role. I need someone to forget the jerk. You know, was, what about a movie where you sew people's asses and mouths together? <laughs> together. And he's like, some strange no. reason I could see Steve Martin doing He's that. like, no, let me do L.A. Story instead. instead yeah, yeah. Let me just yeah. play my ban- banjo, write a couple books. And he's like, fuck know. it, I'll do another cheaper Dead by the Dozen movie, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'll sew their asses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's cheaper by the Dozen 3. <laughs> that way you only secret. have to beat it once. <laughs> 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 It's the return of Ashton Kutcher. Cheaper by the dozen. Terrible ratings, by the way. Like they said that it's looking pretty bad. It yeah, it looks pretty bad. Five seconds of it looks pretty bad. That looks like they filmed it in reverse. I'd rather watch this than Two and a Half Men. Oh, what's he? Oh, come on now. It's playing with his cock. It looked like it slipped out. Oh, oh, they're ripping themselves out. Oh my god, they're ripping the stitches out and stuff. Oh, oh, look at this shit come out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, I, I think the uh, now you got two centipedes. Check it out. Is uh, up in the front. Well, just like in real life, centipedes often break apart when shit starts going all over the place. I'll oh take, my oh, lord! Good goodness, God. this is it's too much. I was just thinking, though, if you were going to be in this, you'd want to be in the front. Who in the hell? Well, apparently that's what, according to this thing on the IMDb, apparently, like, he chooses the woman to be on the front because she is the one that's least deserving of eating shit or whatever. Oh, my Lord. This is an experience right here. I can't imagine. Just who? (laughs) You can't even get it out. You're just like, who? What? Can't. We've recommended the worst movies for people too, man. There's gonna be like, fuck you guys. Especially the pool boy, the boy, one right oh. out of the gate there. That, well, uh, pool boy, I thought it had merit as a funny movie. This movie it is a funny no, movie. Oh my lord! There's well, no comedy to this. <laughs> it's it's some kind of sick fetish porn. <laughs> it's just I don't even know if it's right to call it a horror movie. <laughs> Now this, Ugh. oh, just killing him just seems like a waste. Though after you went through all this, this movie should be called Reach Around. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting very upset now. He's got to kill his creation. I guess it always comes down to that, though. I think this is worse than the first one. <laughs> the black yeah. and white almost makes it <laughs> makes worse. It worse. Too. There's, well, a, two, there's the actual in the, centipede. In the again. first one, there's really not that. There's only three of them involved in the centipede, right? Three I think so, three or four. Yeah, there's not too many. Three, I think. And there's a little bit more covering the ass, too, if I recall. And yeah, they don't really... Uh... There's just not as much footage. This one, it's almost the whole movie involves these fuckers in the centipede. <laughs> well, they gotta go all the way. I mean, they're... Well, it is the sequel. the full sequence. Yeah. It is the oh, full sequence. Oh, my God. Makes you wonder what the third yeah, one's gonna was, do. Yeah, that's exactly what I had in my mind. Where do you go from here? It's just quite the conundrum. I'm, I'm blown away now. I, I should, we shouldn't have watched this one. <laughs> we should have went with Airplane. <laughs> it's taken me away from this <laughs> podcast like six, ten times now. Oh, my Lord. We're already pretty close to it now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, we're, almost, we're almost there. I was going to get to, but we got sidetracked like... with the uh, human centipede. I had an idea for a stamp. I have not 
Sorry, I'm you so would, sorry. I know, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. <laughs> if I would have uh, apologized to the handicapped kid after throwing my soda on him, I'm sure it would have been cool. Well, it, again, might have made things worse. Either, so. <laughs> I well, that. you see, you look like somebody with a trash bag. <laughs> you look like someone I should have trash on. <laughs> I thought for sure you were a trash can. <laughs> I throw trash on all you people. <laughs> oh, Maybe that would have went over better. That would have been better. Like, I'm sorry, I thought you were black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you think I was a trash can? No, I thought you were black. <laughs> That's the perfect out because if the guy is not black, then he's gonna be too stunned to say anything at that point. <laughs> Wow, this guy's really That's racist. Just, again, it's my thing about being an asshole. If, like, you gotta up the ante. Like, I like people at the restaurant downstairs. They tell me, "Hey, is your coffee fresh?" And I say no. Then their next question is inevitably going to be, "Well, can you make some fresh coffee?" And from there, I'm kind of locked in to be saying, "Well, I can't just throw out this perfectly good, not fresh coffee." Yeah, you gotta up the ante a little bit. They just up the ante. Ooh, let's put an actual centipede in this guy's ass. Oh my lord! (laughs) What were you were gonna get to something there? I was gonna get to. uh, to... I've never actually tried stand up, but I thought about it many times. But I had an idea of what I could do, and uh, I thought up an idea of taking like a strap on. Alrighty, great Done. idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> Standing up on stage with a strap on in front of a bunch of strangers, right? Great idea. But here's the idea I had. I was going to go up on stage, have a strap on or something to uh, strap to me to make it look like I had a heart on, but I was going to hide it on going up there with some kind of hat or something. And then I was going to pretend to be all nervous, but if it was the first time, I'm sure I'd be really nervous anyway. So... <laughs> I was going to be like, look, uh, you know, I'm really nervous tonight. My mom's here to see the show. And, uh, you know, it's really, I haven't done this much. and It's just a big night for me. And, and I, was, I knew I was going to be really nervous. And I wanted to do something that would calm me down before I did the show. And I just thought, you know, if I had jerked off a lot that... <laughs> It would calm me down, and I was having difficulties, so I, well, I took some Viagra, (laughs) and it's been a little over four hours now, (laughs) and well, I guess, I'm on hour eight. I'm just going to get this out of the way now, and then at that point in time, I'd I'd take the head off (laughs) (laughs) to show my big erection, and then the rest of the show, I figured I'd the rest of the minute, couple minutes or whatever, it was just me, like, try to tell some jokes and pretend like it, it wasn't there. And then I'd, like, smack it up against the microphone, like, ah! Oh! And then, like, just kind of draw more attention to it and then just try to continue on going on to some awful jokes. 
Well, they're pretty free over at the uh, Westport Funny Bone about what you can do. They don't have any really big restrictions on material or anything, so you could do yeah. that. I think that would work. <laughs> the problem, though, uh, that I've that I found, and that's what I was going to say with with bit, the biggest problem is, is that on any given night, especially on open mic night when you're going up there, when most likely you're going up there, is there's other people up there who actually are very nervous and are very bad. Yeah. And some of them go up there quite a bit. I think I've mentioned before that there's one guy who was maybe not retarded. Uh, there maybe. Was, it's well, borderline. <laughs> I don't know what the term is described. He's actually, a, he's, I mean, very nice guy. He's like the bar. He works as a bar back there. Yeah. And I think they kind of pay him with five minutes on open mic night to go up there and do this routine, which is actually the same. I mean, I went up there with my brother when he did open mic night. I was going up there for about three or four months. Uh, watching people during all the summer about a year ago, and he did, and he got up every single week. He got time to go every week, even when other people didn't get a chance to go. And he did the same routine, which was basically the same nervous guy kind of routine thing, except it was for real, and, uh, <laughs> and it was full of stuff like him going, uh, "Hey, what's uh, what's big and what's big and bounce? You know, what's big and good looking and bounces." titties motherfucker <laughs> you know and, and like i uh, didn't see that coming no <laughs> and i didn't actually no. I, was, I was lost and uh you know something about the ghostbusters like uh oh yeah ghostbusters you know who are you gonna call go and then he actually gets the whole you know actually you kind of work done it enough to know to work the crowd and the crowd's like ghostbusters and he's like all right but what's the number guys <laughs> what, the is the number? what is the number fuck yeah, yeah. <sighs> So yeah, but this but you know I got some ghosts too. I got a problem. So that's the kind of problem is that you're up against like <coughs> those kind of guys, and there's more than a couple of them too. So that you know, in a way that's like again, the audience will take you at face value. It's hard for you to kind of establish some kind of irony or whatever. And the other big problem there too is that with my thing and with anything that's kind of built on one joke, the rest of the you know after that's over. Then it just like it actually goes by really quick. You think that will take up like three or four minutes or whatever, but it takes up like a minute and a half. And then you're like, oh my god, I got more. Especially yeah. when you're nervous. Yeah. You just oh, you do it fast. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Well, that was the one thing when I had practiced or whatever. I had some, not, you know, I had training as an actor somewhat. You know, being in college and other stuff and taking acting classes. So I, you know, knew already that I was going to be going fast or whatever. So I worked. To, that's what I thought the whole nervous thing would be good. But yeah. I'm not the only person that's ever had that idea, clearly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think, like, Andy Kaufman, and that's what really a lot of – and that's the problem is that everybody gets up there with a character or an idea of something that's funny, but to actually have material, to have real material that you work out or whatever is, like, the hardest thing of all. And the guys that are up there a lot, which is actually the best part of going to open mic night is seeing the guys who are up there who are actually trying out new stuff to work into the regular act and they get to go yeah. up sometime during the week. I mean, these are guys that, you know, just have a conversation up there and have just been working on turns of phrases that are funny and get laughs from people and stuff like that. And that's the kind of thing they're working on. Not like, you know, bits or characters or anything like that. And that's really actually what, you know, at least at Westport, that's what they're encouraging people to do is get up there and do five minutes of kind of freestanding yeah. comedy. So, yeah. But there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people up there. There's also some Paula Poundstone types and some you know 
Roseanne wannabe types. And so and it's always kind of the same basic core. Well, oh, well, there's group of people yeah. or a group of comedians. Well, you know, those guys phase in and out, but yeah, there and you can look them up online. Some of them have been traveling around. This is in like the Westport Funny Bone is like their third or fourth club they've done, but uh, you know, but yeah, they've got a core group of guys who actually all do that same type of material. They're all pretty much doing observational type of stuff, whether it be about families or their own personal problems or whatever. And then they got a kind of secondary crew of guys who are regulars who are trying to make it up there, but again, are doing bits or kind of writing stuff down or whatever, you know, trying to think of jokes. And they're the, also the guys who are sitting there talking up there who are like, ooh, I'll use that, I want to do this, that, 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 whatever. And they're just kind of constantly hunting for material and they're looking for a break. And then there are the guys who are up there once or twice, and they just you know, are try- and uh, you know, they get up there and they think they got material and they got nothing, and they're ter- terribly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there's some other, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different types of people up there, but it's it's actually pretty interesting to go. And if you got time to go, you're not too far from Westport, are you? Uh, like an hour. Oh, really? Mm, maybe not. not maybe not quite an hour. I'll say it's about 45 minutes here. Uh, actually, if you take minutes. if you take uh, highway. Uh, 100. I haven't, I haven't gone there in a long time. You can probably make it there in 20, 30 minutes. But it's actually a good time just to go, and you get in for free. That's the best part. You get in for free, you get a drink for half price, and uh, you know you get to watch other people and see how they do things. And I think, and the funny thing is, if you just go there and you don't have anything and just put your name on the list, the chances that you'll go up there actually are almost nil. you got to be up there for a little bit or be a hot chick. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I that never of, works. <laughs> I had the idea too that I should just get up there and just purposely bomb. Well, <laughs> that that's well, that was kind of my thing. That was my thing. Was a little bit was like you know, and I, at that point, and that's really I didn't get up there. I didn't have that idea my, for my material then, well, my quote unquote material then. <laughs> I didn't have that idea right then. I came up with that after watching other guys, and I was like, I want to do something different. I want to do you know, I want to go up there and kind of purposely bomb a little bit, and that was my idea, and that kind of went over. It didn't, and I think really I was trying to disguise the fact that I didn't have a whole lot of material to go up there, and I was just trying to get bombing out of the way. Yeah, my brother did the exact opposite. Like he worked and worked and worked, and when he went to the Funny Bone, he like played the whole "I'm from out of town" card and everything. They put him up very last. He came in late and everything, but uh, he came up with some real material, and you know he had mixed results too. But some of his better stuff, you know, some of the stuff he'd worked on did get some really good laughs though. So. If I had advice for anyone, I would say actually work on real, you know, an act for five minutes, you know, or work on, you know, they would say work on a 10 minute act, pair that down to five minutes yeah. and then take that up there. And, I, you know, the reason I would want to just go up there and bomb, though, because that would be like, I think the hardest thing for me is just to get the nervousness out of the way. Yeah. And if I experience the worst right off the bat. <laughs> well, again, my, I, again, I think, and I felt like a lot of the same way. I think the problem with that, though, is that then once you go and do that, then you haven't learned anything from that. Then you've just got a, an act that you took to bomb up there. You don't have an act that you can take to be good up there. So I think in some way you have to be good and then bomb after that or try to be. And you just kind of have to accept. That's, the, I think, the hardest part. You just have to accept going up there and in five minutes telling one good joke and about four or five other pretty shitty ones that no one laughs at, <clears throat> and then do that about ten times until you find five good jokes that everyone laughs at and then put that in one act. And that's really, it seems to be the way that, you know, and that's what a lot of those guys, they come up there that have been doing it for a while, and they do those five good jokes and then one new one that they've got or whatever, they slip in there. But some of those jokes are so awful and bad. Like the MC, you know, he just had one, something awful. Like it was about the U2 show at Bush Stadium a while back. 
and he saw a kid, a dad and his kid there, and the kid brought a mitt. And he's like, what's a kid you do, catch a foul ball? <laughs> like, oh. we hear this week after week. But he got, And I remember I, I saw the evolution of that joke. Like, I saw him do it for the first time. And then I saw him put it in his set a couple of times. And then finally, after the whole U2 Bush Stadium thing had wiped from everyone's memory, I saw him drop it from his act. But it was never funny to begin with. <laughs> but that's actually, the, like I said, the most interesting part about going up there. And, yeah, the whole bombing part and getting it out of the way, you know, that's one way of looking at it and all. But the other end, you know, you've just done stuff you'll know you'll, will bomb also. The last few times I've been to a, a comedy place or whatever, is, uh, it's been a lot of black comedians, and they're always trying oh, to well, yeah. start a catchphrase. Like, every one yeah. of them that go up there is like, well, I'm going to start this new fucking catchphrase tonight. Well, there's a dude apparently that works at Spaghetti Factory that also goes to the Fairview Funny Bone or whatever, and apparently he's like that too. That drove yeah. me nuts. Yeah. So I haven't actually been in a while just because of that. But Well, the, the, there's a little bit of that at the Westport, and, all, and I'm sure it varies night to night, but you know, uh, there wasn't too much of that. There was a couple black guys there, and the black guys were doing black guy stuff for the most part. But they also, and that's what I was going to say about the bombing thing, they already have guys who are bombing normally. So that's the part about going to open mic night. It's not, it's not as funny. That's what I kind of learned. It's not as funny to bomb on purpose on open mic night because of the 12 – to 15 people you're seeing on that Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, you know? <laughs> is there a pretty yeah, decent-sized crowds? Oh, yeah, actually, there's a, at the Westport Funny Bone, there's actually a pretty decent-sized crowd of about maybe 50 to 60 people or so, maybe even close to 100 people on some nice. nights that were up there. Yeah. Yep, and especially during the summertime, a lot of people. And Actually, during the summer, there was easily 100 people there. And they had some big acts coming in the night before. And this is what they said, actually, is the best part about the open mic night, is you show up and do your act a couple times, and it's bad or good or whatever. And then you just start coming up and showing up on the other nights to see the other regular comics come in, like Doug Stanhope and Norm MacDonald. Well, actually, Norm MacDonald's a big guy. But, you know, see other mid-level comics come in. And a lot of times, those guys do three shows a night. And their midnight show, they don't want to do a full hour. And they'll even, and I mean, this happens all the time. They'll be like, fuck it, I'm only doing 45 minutes on the midnight show. And so they'll be like, all right, one of the open micers that's just hanging around, you go up and do 15 minutes. 15 minutes. They had one guy that was up there... He had one good joke. He had five minutes of material, five minutes of awful bombing material. He was a big fat guy, though. And his one good joke was that he was a big fat guy and his sperm were all big fat guys. And so they were all big, firm, fat guy. You know, his sperm were all big, fat guys mm-hmm. swimming around. And they were all fat guys swimming around sperm with their shirts on. That, uh. was, his, that was his one funny <laughs> joke. I'm not, I know I'm not telling I could, the joke I right. could see where it could be yeah. funny. But, yeah. yeah. It's That's all delivery. But, yeah. But he had nothing of it. He went up one time. And then he was just hanging out after that. And he got to open – I can't remember who it was. It, was. it wasn't a Brian Regan, but it was someone, like, on that level who, like, had specials or whatever and came to the Westport and was like, fuck it. I'm not doing a whole hour for these shithole – for 20 people at the Westport Funny Bone in St. Louis. Get an open micer to come up there and do 15 minutes. He was the only guy around. He got to go up there and fucking bomb in front of real people and open for a real comic. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, that, so, that, so yeah, you don't have to necessarily be good. But you have to have real material. You can't go up there with the awkward bombing material and, 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 you know, and do that and open for you know, some guy coming in. I don't know if I'd purposely go with the idea I'm going to bomb, but I think I'd, I'd really, like, I would really work on material, but just well, try to not care about bomb. You know, that's something you can't do until you've done it, I don't think. Well, I think that's the thing is, yeah. I, and that's what my, and my thought now looking back on it is that, yeah, you can't, is that, Instead of going up there with material I know will bomb or not caring about it, 
why don't I go up there with stuff that I think would be really funny and not? And then the trick is to not care if other people think it's funny or not. You think it's funny, and then go up there and try to tell it as best you can, as funny as you can. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the secret of it somewhat. But then some, like I, like I said, going up there and watching some of those guys do five minutes of just kind of talking about stuff, and not even like this one guy Jeremy Eisen. I'll just say his name because he's so awesome. But I mean, like he was really good. He just had no material even just kind of went up there and talked and he just had the pauses and the timing down where he had people laughing at stories about his grandma or stupid things at work or whatever and i can't remember anything about it that was so funny but he just really had the crowd you know literally in the palm of his hand and just had five minutes to you know and actually well and those guys get to go a little longer so he had probably about 10 minutes or so to you know do a little bit of something right on and some of them are dicks <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> and like I said, some of them aren't that funny. We'll have to check it out sometime, though. I've never actually. I've never well, even been to. Been to. Like, well, I mean, so I've been to. A, even getting on stage. I've been to a funny bone, but it's always been for you know, like somebody, game, yeah. like Artie Lang or somebody. Yeah. I've well, never been a, for well, an amateur night. But. That's what you should do: is go down there on Tuesday night. I think is they're still doing open mic night, and you just put your name on the list. Now, what they say is, if it's your first time, you can put in parentheses first time. And they'll give that a thought, which basically they go back there, they look at it, they take all the first timers, they pick a couple first timers, and then they pick the couple, of the, and then they take the regulars that they're going to do or whatever, the shift of the regulars, and they do have kind of a rotation for people who show up there all the time and all. But if yeah, if you put first time, that'll give you more of a chance of going up there. And if you put first time, fifth time being here or whatever, and that's how I finally got to go on was I didn't push it, but finally I was like, hey, first time, and I've been here for a while too, whatever, and they put me on. And also, speaking of props and stuff like that, I'll tell you what, they don't like props. Oh, I, I've heard that. They don't. <laughs> there was a dude that showed up with a guitar and had a mental breakdown on the stage, uh, and it was, <laughs> it was ugly. I mean, it was really ugly. And that's actually how I got to do my act, is I told the guy when I was describing it to one of the guys, and I said it was awkward. And then I said, well, hey, my act's going to be awkward. And he goes, oh, okay, I like awkward. And I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm playing. <laughs> it's not going to get much more awkward. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think it's going to get left. He's like, that's all right. He's like, it's your first time, whatever. And I was like, what's going to be? He's like, and, and he was like, well, I know how this is going to go. There's a lot of other guys that have that idea, too. But some guys that go up there and have material are just awful, too. And you can tell they're just not made for it. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this <coughs> bitch yep. up. I'm going to put a pin it's in this one. Over, oh, sorry, shit. oh, no, no, you're yeah. good. You're good. We're just talking. We're just going. All good. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. It's number five, though, right? Sure. Yeah, I think it is. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, we'll get it up there as soon as we can. And any comments, go to slapboxpodcast at gmail.com. Is there anything you want to say, Jim? Donations to Dama Summers family you can send to <laughs> <laughs> www.damasummers.com at coffeeserve.com. Well, thank you again, John, for sitting in with us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. It was fun. I'm Ben Chamness. I'm Josh. Albrecht? Albrecht? Sure. And we're out of here. Tampa to the max.